0: to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Cardinal Health Counter-Talk Podcast in collaboration with Pharmacy Podcast Network is for independent pharmacists to learn about the state of the industry, innovative services and solutions, and the future of pharmacy. Join me, your host, Jason Kalori, for conversations with pharmacists, Cardinal Health leaders, and industry experts sharing best practices, discussing industry trends, and showcasing Cardinal Health products and services. You can subscribe to the Cardinal Health Counter-Talk Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. I'm your host Jason Calorion. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Ashley Romero, who went from being a pharmacy tech to a pharmacy owner. She is from the great state of Utah and has been a big part of the behind the scenes uh, behind the scenes both financially in her role uh, and which we will talk a little bit about today. Ashley, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your path. Uh, you became a pharmacy tech straight out of straight out of high school, correct? And then uh, and then then to your path now you became an owner. So tell us a little about about your pathway, your education, and uh, where you are today.
1: Um, so I actually did tech school while I was in high school. I figured um, high school pays for it, so I may as well do it and check it out and see what it's like. And right when I turned 18, I took the pharmacy tech um, licensing test and went straight into an independent. And I stayed there from when I was 18 until for 16 years. And I never wanted to go work anywhere besides independent. I just loved working for independent. It's more personable and just it's more relationship, I feel like. Independent. I feel like it gives you the leeway of you know enjoying your job and doing things different and just creating a relationship with your patients.
0: So now you've been in Utah. you you've been in Utah your whole career, correct?
1: Yeah, my whole life. Never left. My
0: whole life. Never left Um, Utah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Nope. I love Utah, but I you know I really wanted to be a pharmacist, and that was like my dream job, and you know, getting married and having kids kind of put it on the back burner. So once I did start going to school and realizing that pharmacy school is not like your normal tuition, I would say it's a Mm -hmm. lot more. Um, And in my eyes, I was like, I don't want to graduate and have a student loan as much as a house. So I told my husband now that I was like, uh, I don't want to do that. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem logical to me. Like let's just own a pharmacy instead and have the same benefit so it's kind of like going the back way around and becoming a pharmacist (laughs) getting that same payoff
0: (laughs) so so you went from so your pharmacy so you're a pharmacy tech you maybe wanted to be a pharmacy and then in seeing the tuition you decided you know what i'm gonna wait on that so you just became a pharmacy owner anyway now you were so, so let me get this straight. So, you are a part owner first, right? Uh, and are, are you now a full owner, or are you still part owner?
1: No, no, I'm still a part owner with another pharmacist. So, okay, both of us. But I do the majority of the work. I feel like, but you know,
0: <laughs> I do majority of the work. I love it. Um, so, why yeah. <laughs> was it? Well, why, why was it? Why was it so important to you to become an owner? I it's always like to get that perspective.
1: Um, I think like everybody's dreams is wanting to have their own business, I feel like in America. Like that's the ultimate dream is to have your own business and do that. Um, I mean there are days that I'm like, why did I why did I do this? Like I mean <laughs> I feel like that's with any business you own. Like you all have those hard days where you're like, What was I thinking? But you know, it's turned out great. Like we've been owners since two thousand nineteen and it's I mean, it's has it's been great. I don't know anything. I would have done different. I probably still been at the same job doing the same thing, just not having the same benefit, you know, the better benefit, I guess I should say. Yeah,
0: for sure. And, you know, we've talked with a lot of pharmacists in previous episodes about, you know, adapting to different variables that that have happened throughout, you know, not only their business, but just in life in general. Obviously the last several years, you know, with COVID have been pretty challenging and that's kind of forced everyone to adapt their business models a little bit. Um, What... What are some of the challenges that you saw, you know, as kind of a part owner and and working through some of those challenges in the last several years?
1: I think uh, like your personnel getting COVID is really hard because then you have no personnel and you have to step in and fill those shoes and be an owner, but yet be a tech and be a pharmacist and do both at the same time. So it's like burning candles at both ends but then also like making sure you're not short on your inventory and there's not a shortage. And then you got to bring in the COVID vaccine and do that too. So it's kind of like, I don't think people realize how much the pharmacy world has changed like with COVID and how we're all going crazy. (laughs) We're just running like with chickens with our heads cut off, like trying to do our normal job, do the COVID vaccine, but yet make sure the business is still running and do the day-to-day stuff. But I mean, it's right. gotten a lot better now that most people are getting vaccinated or they haven't gotten vaccinated and don't want to. So, I mean, that's helped out a lot, I feel like.
0: Yeah, we've talked to a couple of pharmacists about pharmacy burnout and that's pretty, that's a real thing, you know, that's, uh, that's been happening across the landscape of pharmacy for the last few years with COVID and everything that's, everything that's come after that, um, Real, real quick question. I think you might be the first, maybe the second uh, pharmacy tech who has gone in to be a part owner. Do you, do you know any other pharmacy techs who became part owners as well? I don't. Oh, really? Okay, so that's really Not interesting. That I,
1: yeah. So when I went to RBC, they're like, oh, do you, are you an owner? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, are you a pharmacist? I'm like, no, not really. So their eyes just go get all big, like, oh, wow, you can do that as a tech? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, sure can.
0: That's what I was thinking when I read your bio. I'm like, wait, she's a pharmacy tech, but a pharmacy owner? I mean, I get, yeah, why couldn't you do that? so (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean Funny you may not be a, right? you, know, I mean, they, you may not be a pharmacist, but pharmacy techs, you know, they based on what they do, they really are kind of that backbone to the entire pharmacy, what's happening behind the counter. Um and you getting even more into the weeds with the the challenges and the finances and everything like that. Um so tell us a little bit more about some of the financial. You just you just mentioned a little bit of the um you know, some of the things that happen when you come to tracking inventory and, and managing that, and you've also, you know, you manage kind of the finance part of it, get, get into some of those issues that you've seen over the last several years as these business models have evolved.
1: So I feel like um, cash flow for most businesses is like, you know, you sell your, you buy your product, you sell it and you get paid right then with pharmacy, it's really hard because it's like you sell right you have to pay for your product but then you have to wait you know 30 to 90 days from your insurance to pay you it's not like a normal business so your cash flow is not the same as you know a typical retail business so i think that's really hard with pharmacy is the cash flow so with the inventory sim is really nice because like say like i have one patient on this super expensive product i don't have to keep it on my shelf you know for 30 days till they refill it i can set it in thin so that it, you know, it will come in right before they need to pick it up. And then I'm not holding that inventory for so long on my shelf. So that's really helps with like the cash flow. is the SIN. And then with recon, it's really helped. Like I don't have to sit and, you know, double check every day to make sure I'm getting paid for these claims. I have people on the back end doing it for me. I just have to check the boxes that I got the check and then they balance it all for me. So, I mean, that's saved a lot of time. Yeah. So,
0: so Rika, mean, so, yeah so Recon and Sam are two solutions uh here at Cardinal Health, which uh you're definitely using, which is great um tell us about a specific do you have a specific story that kind of sticks out you know let's let's start with the inventory side let's let's talk about inventory and uh maybe a specific story that you have where uh the inventory management process was really really helped you in you know, solving a solving an actual problem. So, can you you have a, anything that you can remember in that aspect?
1: I mean, I feel like it solves problems, you know, daily. By it will adjust my numbers, so it's not like when I fill a prescription, I don't have to sit and write down everything and make sure that that's coming in. Like Sim does that for me, so I can. You know, we've had a lot of problems with our computer um mm-hmm. software company like that and fin matching up together so like we'll type a prescription and it will say we don't have it and i'm like well why don't we have it like this is ridiculous and then i go look on the shelf i'm like oh wait Sin has got our back <laughs> we do have it so then i go <laughs> back and be like hey we do have it you know kind of like put my foot in my mouth like sorry just kidding we have it but i mean it's been really great i feel like you know, SIM will even give us reports of like, "Hey, you've had this on your shelf for more than 90 days. You should probably send it back before it's too late," which has been great. So I don't have to sit on that inventory either. So it's it's really helped like with cash flow and just you know, making sure we're stocked as a pharmacy versus relying on just us to do it ourselves when we don't know that we need to increase our on hands or lower our on hands like it does all that adjusting for you.
0: So, how was it before you implemented SIM into the business? How were you keeping track of stuff like that?
1: So, when I first came on, uh, the grocery store had owned it. They weren't quite. They brought me in from their other store to help, like you know, because they knew I was a spitfire and would get stuff done and. I was like, you need to implement this before I even go in because I'm not going in if it's not implemented. <laughs> I can't do it. So I don't know what it would have been like, but I feel like it would have been pure hell. So Well, yes, you are you I are part you are part
0: of, you are part owner now. You can make those decisions. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I mean, before I was even owner, I told them that they had to do it. So I mean that's just my personality is I'll tell you straightforward how it is and if I don't like it.
0: I'm not doing it. So love that. Love that. Uh, from a financial standpoint, tell us a little bit about uh, Recon and some of the ch- now we all know about you know the challenges between uh, DIR fees, you know, getting getting more transparency to financial trends and everything that comes along with that in today's pharmacy uh, landscape. Um, how has Recon kind of helped you take the complexities out of that?
1: So I mean. I don't know if most people know how recon works is like they watch your, to make sure you're getting paid on like every single prescription that you process through your pharmacy. So, I mean, when we transitioned ownership to like the new owners, as in me, one of them, we had to refill out all of our insurance. info. we had to change our tax ID, like all of that. And so redoing all those insurance contracts was a mess and we had gotten some, you know, claims from just barely from March of 19 that we had never been paid for. So, I mean, as a, you know, a pharmacy day to day, that's a lot of money. Um, so it ended up being that our recon lady reached out and was like, Hey, have you ever seen these payments? So I went back to your QuickBooks and I'm like, I, I never seen them. I just didn't know what to do with them just sitting in the little file. And she's like, well, let me reach out and see You know, if they paid them and if they haven't, like if they can reissue a check, I'm like, okay, not expecting anything at all.
0: Mm -hmm. And they
1: had come back and it wasn't just those three, you know, paychecks. It was like eight or seven checks that we have never, ever cashed or never received or got sent back because the deposit was wrong. So, I mean, that helped our cash flow in general, being that it was like $61,000, I believe, is what it ended up out being.
0: Wow, 61, i sixty one. had a heart
1: attack. $61,000? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, i about had a heart attack. I was like, wait, is this real? Are those? Am I reading this? Like, let me <laughs> zoom in on this Excel spreadsheet. And it was like, I just sat there at my desk, like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how is that possible? And then I had to, you know, reach out to the insurance company and be like, hey, we've never, so she even reached out to them saying, hey, they've never cashed in. Can you reissue a check? And finally I'm like, that's a lot of money. I'm just gonna call on myself. I can't wait for an email. And sure enough, it was like four days later, they deposited sixty one thousand dollars into our account. And I was like, oh, that's a great bonus, I guess. <laughs> like yeah, never knowing yeah. that you didn't like you missed it, you know.
0: Yeah, sixty-one sixty-one thousand dollars is nothing to uh turn your nose at. My goodness gracious. Um
1: No, and it's a lot in pharmacy world, like when you're sitting there waiting 90 days for something that you build you know, 90 days ago and you are just like, well, I hope I get that.
0: Yeah. Every, yeah, every, so it's, it's every
1: end.
0: yeah. Every dollar counts. I mean, have you, so yeah. when, you, when you didn't have recon and now that you've had, how long have you had recon implemented about?
1: So right when I became the owner, there was, you know, I wanted Tim, I wanted recon. I wanted um, the other one that calls you to tell you like, Hey, you misbuilt this, you should rebuild it and you can get, your money back like higher account like I just went through and I told the rep I'm like I want all these things <laughs> they're like yeah. are you like right now I'm like yep right now not not going another day without it because my old job um he had car he was with card on my old boss and I kept telling him we have to do recon we have to do recon he's like no no I don't want him to know my business and I'm like but they know your business so it doesn't matter like you want to make sure like you're getting paid you know for all your prescriptions and he's like no I know I know and I'm like you don't know, but he was so hard headed and so old fashioned that he wouldn't do it. So that was the yes. first thing I did when I came on as an owner. Like we're we're doing this.
0: That's an interesting <laughs> you know perspective. Saying, I mean, that, that's an interesting perspective. Now you've been to RBC, you mentioned, and you've seen when we talk from uh when we talk to the pharmacists and, and pharmacy owners from a from the perspective of, you know, changing up the game a little bit, changing up your model. Um, have, do you feel like you, you've had to, you know, pressure the, your other owner a little bit more into, you know, adopting some new technologies to help the business?
1: No, cause this was, that was my old boss that wouldn't do the new, like at my old pharmacy that I worked for 16 years with, at that independent, so he wouldn't do it. But then my other owners are, I mean, to be honest, I just do it. I don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> make the decision and be like, Hey, well, this is what we're doing. And they're like, Oh, okay. So like when we, I went to RBC and they had to spill like the bubble packs. I'm like, well, I'll take all of that. Let's do that. And came back and like, we're doing this now. And they just, you know, okay. <laughs> so you're already,
0: so, so you're already using the spill as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, how's that going for you?
1: Yep. It's good. Like we, uh, Well, not this RBC, but the last RBC that you could go to is when we got it. And we've, you know, we've got probably 20, 25 patients that we do every month for it, which has, you know, helped business a lot. Like people have transferred to us to help with the bubble pack. And um, I really like this spill compared to the more traditional bubble pack where it's the, all the pills are together in one little cup, little bubble pack versus, you know, one individual bubble pack per prescription. So I mean, it's helped a lot. I think it's bought in more business than, I mean, there are times that I complain about it, but it's my <laughs> own personal. <laughs> not wanting to do it at the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's helped a lot, I feel like.
0: So once you, now that you've been using Recon for a little bit while and, and Sim together, how how much money do you think those two in tandem save your pharmacy?
1: I would say, well, at least 61000 for sure, but I would like <laughs> more, you know, hundreds of thought, like I don't know. It's hard to put, because when we had took the pharmacy over, they didn't have any of that, you know? So yeah. who knows what other claims they missed? But
0: No, very true.
1: I just know that, you know, that couple hundred bucks, I don't even think it's, like, for all the ones that we're on, I don't even think it's, you know, $500 a month. I don't think it's, I don't know. I think it pays for itself. I should say, because if you think about the money that you have to pay yourself or your time, I don't know how much most people's time is worth, but I feel like mine's worth more than, you know, $500 a month of all that time that I would have to put into it myself. I don't think it, I think it pays for itself. It's a no brainer. I feel like.
0: Yeah. And, and obviously this, would give you more of that time to put into uh, connecting with your patients, obviously, which is really what the heart of uh, independent pharmacy is. What other um, What other aspects of your pharmacy have you seen evolve in the last few years? And not just from a recon and sim standpoint, but, you know, other parts of your pharmacy.
1: I think just us being more personable um, with our patients and treating them like humans and not like another you know paycheck or number like we had a patient come in last night that complained and they just they don't know my name they don't know anything you guys are so nice and she would never even met us and i'm like well that's just like in my mind i'm like that's terrible that they don't even know your name or they don't you know they don't even treat you like a human they just treat you like next next and it i feel like just being like you said more personal with patients is like our number one important thing and i think it's gotten better and better over the years like especially with COVID where you can't really, you know, talk or meet with people person to person. So we, you know, we've done a lot of deliveries. We go out to their house and help them. I remember there was one time this little lady, she didn't even have milk. I'm like, well, I'll just pick up milk on my way for you. And she was just like, so baffled that I would do that. And I'm like, I'd rather me get milk and get COVID than you get it and die. So I'll how many gallons do you want? So I literally stopped at the grocery store on my way there and picked up like four gallons of milk for her. So she and her husband did it have to go to the store? And it was just, you know, like those little things I think impact people and make it, you know, more important, I guess, a core memory, I guess is what they call them. I don't know. It's just, yeah.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I heard a story about a, there was a pharmacy in the Bronx, New York uh, and she lives, you know, the pharmacy is in a very kind of contained part of the city and all the, all the apartment buildings around that pharmacy uh, all use you know, her pharmacy. And basically when she finds out that one of her patients isn't feeling well, I mean, she'll literally cook food for them that night and uh, she'll go into the pharmacy in the morning, she'll fill some scripts, have her team kind of back her up. And then when she has a break, she will actually bring them food, you know, each and every uh day that they're that they're not feeling well, which is just like one of those personal touches that I think independent pharmacists have in spades way over Anything, uh, you know, any of the other chains can provide. So I definitely just want to personally thank you for that.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It's, and it's, I think it's more like we have the ability to, like, where I feel like if, if another chain pharmacist would to do that, they would probably get fired. Like, so it's where independent is super important to the community. And those little things I think will help keep independence around, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the personal touch is what's needed even more, especially these days. Um, so before we end things, I just want to ask you any advice for uh, any possible pharmacy techs who are looking to maybe become a part owner one day. What do you? What would you? What would you say to them if if you were talking to a group of pharmacy technicians and they had no idea that they can maybe one day own a pharmacist, uh, own a pharmacy, I should say. Uh, what would be your advice to them?
1: Um, it may seem scary in your head, but it's actually not as bad as it seems. And just to do it, like, I was really nervous signing the papers when I (laughs) bought the pharmacy and I even looked at the other pharmacists. I'm like, are we sure we're going to do this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, wait, you already signed? I haven't even signed yet. Like, I don't know. And I, it was almost like I was getting married again. And I was like, I'm so scared to do it, but <laughs> in the end, I'm so grateful that I did do it. Cause I was like, we're investing all our money, like our life savings into this. Like, are we sure we want to do this? And my husband was like, yeah, let's do it. Like supported me a hundred percent. But it was me that was like, I don't know. I'm so scared. I don't know if this is the right thing. Like what if we don't have food or what if we live with your parents forever? But <laughs> it ended up being, you know, even better than I expected. And I would never like, you know, even if we did fail, like it was, you know, it's a learning experience. And I just say, follow your dreams and just, you know, don't let a pharmacist scare you. Like, you don't have to be a pharmacist to do that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, just go for it. Just take that risk. Don't be scared. I
0: I love that. Well, personally, I want to say congrats to you and all the success that you've had at your pharmacy. Tell us, tell if anyone is actually listening uh, to this podcast right now, and they're in Utah, tell us, uh, tell us where to find your pharmacy so they could come say hi to you.
1: We're in Roy um, and we're just called Roy Pharmacy, just, you know, 20, 30 miles north of Salt Lake and probably 10 miles south of Ogden, just in Roy right next to a grocery store called Vinegars, And yeah, it's awesome.
0: All right. Well, you guys might want to wait a little bit because she told me it was snowing there this morning. So I'm not sure what the weather is now, but it might be sunny in like eight. It might be sunny in like 80 degrees in a couple of hours. So that's, that's Utah yep. weather, right? That's Utah weather, right? Okay. <laughs> right. yep. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank Ashley Romero for coming on and telling us a little bit about her story, her pharmacy, some of her challenges, uh, being a pharmacy owner as a pharmacy technician, also some of the uh, some of the aspects of both Recon and Sim. Uh, two great, or I should say, uh, Cardinal uh, Inventory Manager and also uh, the Reconciliation uh, Solution as well and how important they are to each and every pharmacy. I uh, really thank you for that. And uh, for all, for everyone that's listening, want to say thanks for, for, uh, for listening, for downloading and for all your support. Uh, see you next time right here on the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. Make sure you tell everyone around, uh, all your fellow pharmacists, to listen to it, download it. And we'll see you real soon next time on the Cardinal Health Counter Talk Podcast. Take care, everybody. testimonials appearing in this podcast reflect individual experiences and individual results may vary. Cardinal Health does not claim nor should the listener assume that any individual experience recounted in this podcast is representative of
1: what another consumer may experience.